Hello everyone, welcome to Switchcraft. My name is Jana and I'm sitting here as usual with my co-host Julian Borner. Hey there, well, <laughs> as usual, <laughs> not, not a bit farther usual. apart yeah. this time. <laughs> and this time we have finally another guest, we have Kata. Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, she's probably more known as Kata FBS and she's the founder, owner, and yeah, she's FBS. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's talk about you for a second. So, uh, when did you start fingerboarding roughly, or how did you get into fingerboarding? Um, like, my first fingerboard I picked up in like 2003, 2004. Like, some sort of plastic fingerboards, I just saw them in the like uh, a store where you can buy toys. Mm. And uh, it wasn't even tech tech, some random stuff. Okay. And I had like, fun with it for like four weeks or something. And I just was like rolling around and uh, couldn't really do tricks with it. And didn't know that you could do tricks actually on a fingerboard. Then I forgot about it for like a year or two. <clears throat> and in, like late 2005 in winter, I thought about them again and noticed that I didn't have the plastic boards anymore. And I went online and like, discovered like all the things like like river berlin boots people like doing like kickflips and ollies on the board and like that was the point like when i got hooked and like bought my first professional board like my first berlin board like tech tech trucks and started to try to learn ollies and all the basics cool so yeah you've been fingerboarding for quite a, some time it seems like <laughs> Yeah, I, I always thought you started a bit later because I think you you got like let's say prominent in the scene after I got out of the scene. Like I don't think we overlapped back then. Yeah, we like missed each other like a few years. Yeah, probably by only only a small small amount of time. Uh, when oh, was your still, first? I, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. No, no, uh, go I have on. To put in. No, no worries. Um, it's, um, uh, I remember buying my first sets of Winkler wheels uh, through you, actually, uh, through the, the, the FBS shop. And that must have been February of 2008. So it figures that you had something to do with it, like <laughs> way longer back. And if you just don't start up a web shop out of the ground. No, no, so, I was thinking uh, about it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how, how, what's the story behind FPS? Like how what's it started? The, yeah. Um, like if you want to disclose that. Like, yeah, it's that's... like people know it. I think like really like old school people from fingerboard DE, they, they know the story or like oh, yeah. saw it happening. Um, actually, it started with like colored bushings. Like back mm -hmm, in the days, mm -hmm. we only had like the the black uh, rubber bushings that came with like whip tape. Yeah. And everybody was like, yeah, it would be so cool to have like colored bushings to match our setups and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was like, it must be possible to, to get that stuff somewhere. Yeah. And so they like went on the hunt for it and found a company that could make like colored bushings the size for, for fingerboards. And mm -hmm. then, yeah, that's how it started. And actually, I just wanted to, to have the bushings. And that's how it started with like a website where you could like email me your order and like post mm -hmm. 
on the on the Singapore.de community. Yeah. And that's how it started basically. Just in color. Okay, I see. Um cool. and how did you get to your website? Because I know back then it wasn't that easy to create a website. I mean, by, yeah, by now it's much easier to create a website or a web shop. And even still, uh, people who have no experience with tech, let's say, are usually a bit, yeah, they, they don't jump into it right away. How did you get to happen to have a website? Like, how did um, that come about? The first, the first website I had was like, uh, I made it myself like I was in high school at that time and had like an afternoon class where I learned to like program like basic websites like with HTML mm -hmm. but really it was like self-coded and like a basic like contact form that mm -hmm. was sent to my to my email and that was it so it, like it's, it's only different than nowadays so that you can have like a, a professionally looking at least professionally looking website in like with just yeah. signing with your email so, yeah, it was a bit of a struggle back then, but it was yeah. <laughs> and so after uh, after you found the bushings, what was the next step for you? Did you jump into buying stuff from established companies and selling that through your channel as well right away, or did that come way later? Uh, it happened like within a couple of months. Like I had the, the self-made website with the contact form mm. and I just got a bunch of emails uh, like daily and I figured out it was like way too complicated to like handle it like via email and like sending two or three emails back and forth like asking about uh, how they want to pay and stuff and like mm. where's the shipping address if, if they forgot to enter it or something. So I looked for like uh, online shop software to use and it took like two or three months to like really set up a store and everything and i just figured it was way too much work to just sell the, the bushings so i talked to, to people that i already uh, met at events like timo from Bollywood and flaky uh Fla flaked mm -hmm. back in the days shortwood yeah i and still like, have one on my wall <laughs> i think oh. i think i have, I have one too yeah <laughs> And yeah, just like talking to people that like uh, have had own, uh, their own store or just sold their stuff on like fingerboard.de or even people like like Tom from PopTech, you only could get like one of his boards like when you actually met him in person. Mm -hmm. So the idea was okay, like have a place online where you can get like the stuff you usually only get in person or like that's only like in the German community. Mm. online right so, yeah that was so, like the idea w was there like a point when it became internationally known that you do that stuff because i imagine at the beginning it was only the german scene you were catering in, to yeah in the beginning was pretty much uh people like i met at events and like the airfinger board uh, de and then like i went on ffi and also translated uh the more professional web shop to, to English and then mm -hmm. it started to like get international and like I started to ask people from from different countries uh, if I could get their stuff for for my website and back then it was like only 
not sure if even Black River had like international stuff back then. I'm not really sure. Maybe some yeah. flat stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I think it was one of the first that started to get like, yeah, products from all over the world, like in, in one place. Yeah, really cool. I think you were also one of the first people to actually have preets on your web shop, or is that is that just a, a rumor? Uh, well, fun fact: uh, on the first event I went to, I actually met Peter. It was yeah. one of the first fingerboarders I ever met in person, and I don't know if it was the first web shop that had preets, but I think I had them really pretty early on. Yeah. What was your first event? Um, I think it was roughly. like roughly like summer 2006. So like I was fingerboarding for like a year. Mm. And like the only thing I could do was an ollie. <laughs> but it was like a super, still a super fun event. It was like oh. a, um, at like a craft store in Karlsruhe. Just like a promotion for, for a brand of pants. Uh. And, uh, Demo, it was called. Yeah, I've been there two times, one in 2006, one in 2007. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the same event and we didn't like notice. I'm not sure. I mean, Henneman recently, or Henneman and Jean recently uh, found images from that event and they found me in the photos as well, which why, which is why I know that I was there in 2006. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. It's a small I remember, world. like Peter was there, uh, Martin Ehrenberger, Martin Winkler, yeah, um, Philly, yeah, Philly, Philly I remember, Klein, so. and uh, some other people, but I, I don't remember yeah. the name. Oh, funny, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then the the scene was quite small. Like uh, when you made it to events and you went there a few times, or when you were in the online forums, people just knew each other, like. Yeah, it was crazy. I didn't uh, knew this back then, and I came to the event, and like, I remember Martin Wickler like, coming to me like, you're the girl from fingerboard.de, you're on the community, and like, he yeah. even told me my nickname, and I was like, oh my god, like, Martin Wickler knows who I am. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the first time I hang out, hung out with him, I also was like, how the fuck does he know who I am? <laughs> Yeah, crazy, but super, super. He knows everyone. He's the yeah. father of all things about Yeah. <laughs> by, by now, <laughs> okay, the grandpa. Weird <laughs> Let's drop that. Anyway. So, um, and when, when did it become like a job for you? Because I imagine at the beginning it was something you did from your home. When, when was it first that you had to deal with stuff like taxes, invoices for people who didn't pay or stuff like that because i imagine all that stuff is a nightmare in general and especially when you're young and haven't dealt with that yet yeah true um so like the washings came like in 2007 so i was still uh, 17 <coughs> back then and uh, it was just like giving it a try like just mm -hmm. offering something and like by the end of the year, like my parents said, okay, like we should maybe talk to a tax advisor about that. <laughs> and so actually when I turned 18, the first thing I did was like re registering a company. Cool. Um, oh. I, had my, I had the FPS signed up before I had my, my car license, my driver license. <laughs> so actually I'm paying taxes ever since. It was like, uh, 
learning by trying, learning by doing. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people struggle with that uh, in the scene, and yeah, it's not always as professional. <laughs> yeah, as I said, it, you can get a website that looks professional, but it doesn't yeah. mean that it is professional. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what? So nowadays, you uh, you have, let's say, a select number of brands usually in your shop at most times. Um, what what is the criteria for you to to make to do something with another brand like to make mm -hmm. an order or anything um like if i like if i don't know the person at all or the brand mm -hmm. at all i try to find out if they like main criteria is if they support the community like do they organize events themselves or themselves or do they uh, sponsor events and of course, like the, the quality of the products. Um, but like, I think right now everything I have in store is by people I personally personally know. So it's a combination of like product quality and like the degree to to which they give back to the to the scene. Mm. <coughs> Bless you. Um, <laughs> have you ever had to? Uh, withdraw a product from the shop because you weren't or, or didn't even put it up because you weren't satisfied with the with the quality or mm. with something else probably uh, but I don't have an example like at the top of my mind but probably I did oh yeah ah, like ordering or like ordering stuff play people. huh no, nothing go on sorry yeah, probably I did order stuff and then it turned out it was not as good as like the the first sample I got like to test and like the actual yeah. words or something wasn't like good enough. I think probably stuff like this ha happened to me. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's that's always that, that's always a, a, a criterion for me because like if you if you test the board or a brand and the first is amazing, like the, the, the first iteration of it, you know, the first deck. Um, and then the second is just average and doesn't like uphold uh, the standard. I'm pretty sure it happens sometimes to me that like I get a sample board and uh, it was like better quality than like the average uh, production line, let's say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it felt like okay, it was like made for me because I like recognized my name when I like try to to order it and just check it out. And then, like, if you really place an order to to get like a bunch of decks for FPS, it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that happens a lot with people who regularly review a product or stuff like that. A bunch of times I've seen reviews from them and then seen the product myself and was like, this kind of looks different. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of like reviews. Like I get a lot of requests for like, can I do a review for you? And I always feel like uh, that's a bit dishonest. Like I'm super happy if like somebody gets a package from me and puts up a video on YouTube or something. Yeah. That's like, that was their intention and their idea and like I'm like not asking people like to do reviews of myself or whatever. Yeah, like 
asking people, especially someone like you who uh, basically sells a bunch of different brands, asking someone like that for reviews, basically just asking for free stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't help you. Like a, a review probably doesn't help you as much as it helps the people to get free stuff, because yeah. you're at the level where most people in the scene know about you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. to from a marketing level to boost that, it would take a lot. <laughs> but um, what about you in personal? Have you tried everything you sell? course <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really awesome. did like yeah yeah, yeah. Like, uh, as you said you like into like checking the boards out and like i can't put something on the store that i never tried before mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. tell people it's good um but i also do besides like trying the stuff myself like when you write a description for stuff you have like your own ideas but i also mm -hmm. always yeah. try to, like ask the the person who makes like the decks or the wheels or whatever to like give me like his ideas about the stuff, like, uh -huh. what's like different, the, the different to the difference to other like decks, yeah. or what's special about it, because it like sometimes you yeah. just say okay it's a good board, and it's like flat concave, uh, low kicks or whatever, but you can't really like tell the exact details why this why this person is making uh, the decks like they are. Yeah. Um. I think nowadays a lot of people uh, start to know about you actually before they place an order at your web shop. Uh, for example, I only knew about FBS tape uh, when I came back because uh, I haven't been in the scene for nearly a decade and uh, was at the shop. So there was uh, at the other uh, Berlin shop. So it was no need for me to buy online. So then I found the tape because someone said that's the best stuff and I didn't even know like what FBS stood for or what's behind it because yeah I was basically new to everything so yeah and in the shop it's kind of a yeah it's, it's almost a, a constant everyone uses FBS yeah and <laughs> so when uh, how did that come to be that you uh, ordered uh, that you offered that tape because I think that tape basically did a small revolution as far as tape goes uh, on fingerboards because now everything is like that. Back then when I was around, we all only had the the rip sheets from Black River that were already pre-cut to a Berlinwood and stuff like that. So it was a bit different when Timo handed me my first sheet of FBS and was like, do you know how to put that on? And I was like, <laughs> didn't it come pre-cut back then? <laughs> Oh, really? You just remember you, you were like stop fingerboarding when there was just a pre cut stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. 2007. Um, yeah, well, when I started with the tape, it was like uh, it was like the skateboard grip tape, yeah. and then like the, the rip tape from Leg River. And I'm not sure what happened back then, but there was like a period where. Uh, I felt like the, the rip tape I got when I ordered from Black River was a bit different every time. And I also talked mm -hmm. to people online and they said, yeah, I feel the same. And sometimes it was really, really good. And sometimes like two or three months later when you ordered another pack, it was like, it felt different. And um, I personally, it was way better than, than skateboard grip tape, of course. 
but personally, I never really uh, had that uh, like grippy feeling on on rip tape. Mm -hmm. I just like same with the bushings with the O-rings. Like I just went out and like tried to to find another another tape, and actually like also ordered samples and was like sitting on my desk, desk like rubbing my fingers on like little spots <laughs> of different tape, and uh, that's how it happened. I just I something that felt so. good and. Yeah, ordered it a bit, a bit bigger to actually put it on a board and try it, and that's how it happened. I think I had one of your old sheets on um, on my first Berlinwood. Um, it had that net, that yeah, white that net like on the on the um, gluing surface, which was a pain in the ass to get off. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, one of the best glues one of the best contact glues i ever tried could rip off a wall with that you couldn't remove it, it was terrible <laughs> actually that's the only thing i changed about it in all those years then oh. i changed uh, the the glue on the back side and let them remove the the net and just have like plain glue on the back yeah i, I, I remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hellish. I remember a homie of mine um, that ripped his Berlinwood to shreds. It even had chips, you know. And he tried to to change the tape, and a bit of the top light just came off. It was like, okay, terrible. Have a new deck. <laughs> the tape just decided it's time for a new deck. Yes, it was stuck like permanently. <laughs> yeah. But now that that's fixed for like a couple of years already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, I I see people online saying like, "Oh, I uh, got some new FBS," and they mean a different brand because for them, FBS is just a synonym for that style of tape, which is always a bit a bit strange to me. <laughs> Wait, that's what? the first time I heard about that. Like, I always see like people talking about rip. Like, they got a new yeah. sheet of. Rip. Like meaning, like yeah. sign of, yeah. kind of tape. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I specifically heard people talk about uh, that uh, fingerboard connoisseur has the best FBS, and <laughs> I was confused <laughs> at first, and then finally figured out what they were trying to say, and I think they're wrong. <laughs> That's not the point. Yeah, um, a lot of like. Pretty much most people I know write FBS only, and yeah. a lot of people have their specific routine to get it worn in. Do you do anything to, or do you just set it up and write it? Slap it on. <laughs> uh, I set it up, and like for the regular tape that's not engraved, I just yeah. use like a sticker or like this painter tape and just like clean mm. it off. Um, and like do this like after a couple of hours and like yeah. first few weeks and just like get the dirt out of like the pores and stuff. Yeah. And for like the laser engraved tape, I put on a bit of water, like just a drop of water, rub it in, like then take like kitchen towel or a tissue or something, pat it dry, and then do the, the sticker thing again. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the fine dust of the, the tape. Yeah, I do a similar thing with the non-engraved tape as well. Like I always use a drop of water, rub it in, let it dry for a second, and yeah. 
yeah, I have my routine that takes about a quarter of an hour. Don't mind me. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I'm curious. Um, I use um, slightly salted water. Um, I rub it in, then rinse it again with regular water. Do that three times, and then it's almost perfectly worn in, and it stays like that for a month, and then it dies. Just spontaneously starts to rip at the nose, and then it's gone. Or I mean, rip at the nose. I'm a bit of a of a of a perfectionist. If it's like two millimeters off, then it's like I need a new sheet. But I'm curious about holes or no holes, like screw holes. Yeah for the trucks no holds no i'm holds. team no hold i'm sorry <laughs> okay, okay 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 i want like the maximum surface area covered with tape. me too and i'm also like a person like if i set up a board uh when the tape sucks usually all deck is is like done so i'm not the person that like changes uh, the trucks a lot of times so I'm yeah they with covering the holes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, I, I, I do change the trucks a lot because I usually swap all my decks around on a regular basis, but I still hate holes and I put them on only if I need to remove the trucks. Oh yeah, we had that a couple of times with your setup and I was like, yeah, just unscrew the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also I, I got accustomed to finding the screw holes and not messing up the, the grip, but yeah. <laughs> oh really? That works? Yeah, that, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> um, do you, uh, are you someone who uh, writes a lot of decks, uh, like, like a lot of different decks at the same time, or do you have usually one main setup that you stick with? I usually have one main setup, but like when I like transition to a new setup, I tend to have like two at the mm -hmm. same time because like the old one is like still, still good and the new one yeah. is just too fresh. And, so sometimes um, I'm in between setups. Like yeah. right now, I think uh, I have three. Like one is uh, like seven or eight months old and it's like still like too good to like take it apart. And uh, the middle one is like three months, it's perfect. And I just uh, set up a new deck like two weeks ago mm -hmm. to, to check out the, the shape and everything. And so the middle one is perfect. That's the main setup and yeah. Okay, we lost Julian, as it seems, but Looks like it. let's uh, hope he comes back. Um, uh, um, so, uh, when you, like, was there a point where you transitioned to it being a full-time job? Like, uh, was there a point where you were like, yeah, that's actually a career choice or like a like a thing I could do for my adult living or was it always like, let's see how long this goes? Uh, yeah, well, I started in high school, so it was like yeah. always like a side thing, like going to high school and then going to university. And actually it's still sort of a side thing because I'm finishing up my, my master degree, but um, I'm like at the point, like I can't imagine like working in a nine to five office job or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's sort of like, I want to do it, do this like full time yeah. and actually I'm, I'm doing it right now full time, just waiting to, to do my like public defense for my master degree. Yeah. So 
it's it's full time for like two two years three years cool so uh, what was your studies if i may uh, may ask uh, my master is in, in marketing and uh, i went to university in porto actually ah yeah yeah i, I heard about that uh yeah it's it's cool to have that uh, connection of the scenes uh did you move or did you decided to study in porto because of the scene or was it you what happened to be there and then discovered the scene um well i knew the guys from from portugal and specifically from porto mm -hmm. like ricardo and the other guys like a couple of years already and mm -hmm. went there a few times um well i just looked for for like a marketing program and like i didn't find a good one that i really liked in germany so i started to look in europe and like i found one in, in portugal and it was it happened to be in porto and I signed up and, and they took me and okay. I ended up living in the in the next street behind Pateo. So it was just oh. not to <laughs> Cool. <laughs> so yeah, it definitely influenced the, the choice to, to move to Porto. I can imagine. Yeah, Pateo is a, is a cool place. Uh, it's quite rad. Um, what I always ask uh, when I when I look at your page is like what I ask myself is how the hell do you store that stuff and keep it organized? Like, do you have a system <laughs> for for that, or do you just have it in a in a bunch of drawers and hope for the best? Like back in the days, like the first like two or three years, it really was like just in a drawer, and like yeah. I like knew what it was and where it is. But like when I started my my university, my my bachelor degree, I moved to a different city, and all the stuff like was at my parents' house. So then was the time I started to get a system, like getting uh, from the hardware store, like small, like plastic boxes, mm -hmm. where you can usually like store screws and stuff. And uh, just put on like labels, like with the name and give like every product, like a, a number. Yeah. And so now it's really organized and like everybody could basically like. Yeah, yeah I think at a certain point that has to happen or otherwise it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, like if you have like too many different stuff and like everything starts with the same name, like it's, I don't know, flat face wheels and then you have just like G4, D, G4, whatever. Yeah. And like everything looks the same to an outsider. <laughs> yeah. You, you gotta put like labels and stuff. Yeah, once was at the Azi Berlin shop where uh, Ramon wasn't sure if a type of brand was a mini core, like a mini wheel or the regular wheel of that company. And we stood there for like 10 minutes and we're like, no, it, it, I think this should be the, this one. <laughs> it, yeah, I can imagine with that small scale, it's sometimes a bit tricky to tell everything apart when you don't have it in hand every day. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, now I'm... A bit lost without uh, Julian, uh, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, since uh, since your whole involvement in the community, I know that you uh, traveled a bunch. Like you, uh, I think you went to uh, Rendezvous and obviously to Pateo and the German events. Mm -hmm. um, is there a place like fingerboarding wise that you would like to visit? That I haven't been to. Yeah. Or did you basically visit 
most mostly everything. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm sure I like there are places out there I don't even know about yet. Mm -hmm. But uh, I definitely would like to go to, to California again. Mm -hmm. I just went there once, uh, I think last year. And like there's a huge community out there and like... Yeah, it's huge. Really to, to check that out, what's, what's going on there. Then there is like uh, a guy in Texas that has like uh, sort of a store or like a meetup place. Then um, in, in Taiwan, there's a, a fingerboarder, karat fingerboarding. Um, when I visited him uh, 2015, he was like uh, organizing like small events in skate shops, and now he has like his own fingerboard place, like in a mall or something. Cool. Yeah, so I, I think uh, a lot of these places fly a bit under the radar when they're not in Europe or America, because, yeah, I think. These two scenes are most involved with with Instagram and stuff. So, yeah, I I for example didn't knew about uh, the whole scene behind Plantoon and everything. Like, uh, I think it's Philippines. If I'm no, it's Indonesia. Actually, Indonesia. Yeah. Too. Also, pretty nice dudes. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Pretty welcome people. So you basically awesome. visited everything. <laughs> Like, yeah, not everything. Still, a lot of things. Still like Australian stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. They, they or like South America, there are like a bunch of people having small, small stores or yeah. like organized events and stuff. So there's a lot outside uh, Europe and, and the US. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, yeah, like I said, that sometimes it we we forget about those places and. Yeah, only talk talk about Azzy and yeah stuff like that and Mike. Yeah, it's like the physical place like everybody knows, like yeah. Azzy Berlin shop and like Mike's store that's like open yeah. for the rendezvous and the store sessions. But there are like many more places, but they're like only known to like local people or like if you really go looking for it. I think. Yeah. Um, and was there? Uh, was there ever, like, do you have a favorite out of those places that you visited? Probably Pateo, I think. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not too big and it feels a bit like, not just because I lived around the corner, but also because, like, I know Ricardo for a couple of years and, like, I saw his son basically grow up. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit like coming home every time, like, coming yeah. to and all the guys are there and, like, I think it's a like if you ever went to an event and like started to, to get to know people and meet them more often, it's really like sort of family sometimes. Like yeah. You have people you're like more connected with, you're not like up to date on everything and it's not like with your friends that live in your, your area, but you can always like pick up the, uh, a conversation from like the last meeting or like having personal conversations and stuff around fingerboarding and like even different topics and stuff yeah yeah I, I always find it amazing that uh it sometimes happens that you don't see years uh, people for years and then they come back and it's usually like when they left yeah true yeah uh i'm back as well Phone yeah died. um you're <laughs> you're still a bit rotated right now oh yeah right wait give me a sec wait let's see ah 
yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, we basically talked about international travel and international fingerboard places and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, international travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not happening. It's ironic at this time. <laughs> Um, um, yeah. We we were both going to to rendezvous, and uh, I think that's not happening. It's <laughs> not happening. Pretty sure that's not. We're all confined to our homes and uh, are patiently awaiting for the situation to somehow better itself <laughs> by miracle. I mean, um, the, the good thing about fingerboarding is that you can actually do it at home, <laughs> like compared to skateboarding, which I think must suck at the moment yeah uh, it's much easier to have the ability to still do your hobby while in lockdown yeah for sure it's one of the most practical hobbies uh yeah. is kata still here yeah i'm still here i'm still here oh, 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 oh okay 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 <laughs> just, just been, All good. been near here for a while um yeah and uh we seem to be like pretty versatile i mean um this this thing that just came up um the battle of the gram that just got launched um i think yesterday yeah Was it yesterday like by, by time of recording it got launched yesterday i think yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um that's a pretty cool concept um it stems from the idea of battle at the barracks um which generated Battle at the Herricks. I That was actually a faux pas. I wanted to say Herricks. Anyway. <laughs> um, and it is basically a game of skate tournament uh, consisting of 32 riders of all kinds of nationalities competing online, live, against each other in a game of skate on Flagra. Do any of you have a favorite for that? Kata, do you have a favorite in that? Um, well, I watched the live stream yesterday, and first of all, like big props to everyone who was involved in organizing it. Uh, as sad as it sounds, it like is the right time to do it now because we are like in terms we are all stuck inside, mm -hmm. yeah. have nothing else to do anyways. Yeah, and it's like it keeps your mind off things a bit. And really, it was the first time yesterday that I actually got hyped about an online event because uh -huh. like, Timo and Ramon, like, they're hosting, like, every German contest, like, always doing the moderation and stuff. And you really got the vibe a bit, like, when you... Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You really got a bit of the vibe from the, from the, web, uh, from the live stream. And I'm really looking forward to, to watch it. And, like, um. in terms of... Uh, Favorites, I posted like my tip for semi final and final. And I think yeah, yeah, the so left side on the brackets is it's like semi final is Stolli versus uh, Valentin. And on the right Oof. side, uh, Francisco versus uh, Petro Oliveira. So <laughs> Germany versus Portugal in the final. Like, that's my, best that's my best tip. But I, can't, I can't decide like who of the four will take it. But I think one of those. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a possible one. Like, I, w I never count against Ramon in a game of skate because he, he lands everything if he wants to. But yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a tough one. I personally root for Henneman a lot 
because he's another one of the lo shop locals here. But yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a yeah. If Henneman has a good day, yeah, and is in his element, it's like almost impossible to get a letter in him. Yeah, even with the really techy stuff. Um, I, I had I had a shines at the against him. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, I had a game against him. And we remember both that game pretty fondly. We had all the inward heel revert variations in a row <laughs> done by both. <laughs> like inward heel, revert fake inward heel, nolly switch, and he just didn't flinch. <laughs> um, so, skates are crazy. Like you can't really predict it. It like really depends yeah, like, yeah, 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 how yeah, you're feeling yeah. and like. Some 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 days you get like the the nolly heel and some days you, you just don't have it. Or yeah, yeah, for sure. Usually for have sure. Luck and, but I'm really I mean, looking forward to it, like how they judge it, and I think it's yeah, yeah. Fair play, like be honest if you like yeah. don't things and stuff, because I think the like video quality and and stuff will like affect the the visibility if you actually land yeah. it like fingertips. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, for sure. But I think it's also a pretty different dynamic from a usual contest because um, as the rider, you don't have that enormous pressure from being watched by a crowd. Like the crowd is there, it is in the live stream. But I don't know if that would affect me as, as much psychologically as just being at home in yeah. a live stream, you know? Yeah, but I, I can also imagine some people need that crowd reaction. Like, I, for example, do way better in, in a contest situation than not. Like, uh, yeah, when, when I have people, uh, people <coughs> watching or in a contest and I have to do a game of skate, I'm usually better than when I play just for fun. Okay. Yeah. Really? But, hmm. Yeah. Uh, like... Uh, I, I've been to a contest the day before the lockdown, so the last thing I did was mm -hmm. going to a fingerboard contest, which yeah, was yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, and there I uh, I won the contest, uh, like a uh -huh. game skate thing, and I won yeah. three best trick contests, and I don't think I okay. I have all of those tricks that I did on lock, like some just yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes pressure can actually like yeah. trigger you. Yeah, let's um, see how it turns out. Yeah, I'm yeah, for sure. Are there any people sure. either of you uh, are missing from the from the battle at the gram? Like, is there someone you would want to see? Like, there are only how much thirty-two people, so there are a lot of people missing. Yeah, but it's also like hard to to choose, like. Yes. And I, what about, I think it's really good they don't, this time it's not only like uh, like the, the known people, like there are some names on the list that are not so well known. Mm, and also yeah. like the, the kid, so, Nico Frank, Frank uh, played like Game of Skate on Instagram a couple of days before. Like, I don't know his mm -hmm. name or his handle, but he was like super hyped about winning uh, a Game of Skate uh, against Nico. Yeah. And he's now also in the battle. Like nobody uh -huh, knows uh -huh. him except from the screen, just uh, the, the screen on Instagram, I think. Yeah. And yeah, if they do like a second round, like they need to be like a 
it's no problem to do it. Like yeah, absolutely. Good, yeah. good people to, to add in there. Yeah. Like, for example, Adrian Witzel would be great to see. <laughs> Fabian Schreiter. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah, Fabi, but Fabi, Fabi always had like, he has the really technical tricks and he sometimes struggles with like regular tricks. Especially yeah, normal regular tricks, like also some okay. some fun stuff to see, like the yeah. some crazy, let's say crazy tricks, like that you don't see like every day. That's true. That like yeah, with yeah, the rules, like no hand yeah. plan stuff. Yeah, it's it's always that's, my that's kind of the thing. It's always but, one of my favorite to play a game of everything counts against Fabi, because <laughs> we can both throw the the wacky stuff out there, and <laughs> yeah, because we both grew up with that kind of stuff, and yeah. It's, but, it's fun to see those tricks once in a while. But I also think um, he could be like a fierce opponent if he has a good day yeah. and he serves and he's determined, which yeah. I don't think are three things that can happen all in the same day. But yeah. <laughs> still, um, if it does, then it's five tricks. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you, you, you don't do that stuff just maybe by accident <laughs> you know? he, he definitely has more than five tricks which I could never do and I think exactly he has those for a lot of people yeah and it's like the, the interesting thing like people having tricks that are so crazy like okay it's like you, you own that trick it's like impossible yeah. to, to copy it but, uh, but those people then still throw in like regular tricks to make it like interesting to watch like not yeah. only like what well, I don't like at Game of Skate if somebody like recognizes the one trick you can't do like, yeah, 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 let yeah, it be yeah, heel yeah. flips or something and then they do like all the heel flip variations just to like knock you out that's like not uh -huh. it's a point of, of Game of Skate to win but it's like not fun like if you just do like heel flips all the time that, that actually yeah. happened to me in a Game of Skate for uh, the Discord server we did a bracket and the people who made the bracket didn't know who I was. Like they knew my name, but they knew, didn't know anything about me. So I got paired at the 32nd seat against the number one seat. So yeah, it was quite a hard game of skate. I got paired against Ben Dulac, who also did the intro for this podcast. He's a cool dude. Hey. But yeah, he basically knocked me out cold. Like, he did a nolly heel, I failed. He did a switch heel, I failed. He did nolly inward heel, switch inward heel, nolly inward heel revert. Now was out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I, I also like the interesting gamma skates, but I can also understand sometimes the competitive buck gets you to you. <laughs> so, uh, should we... Uh, uh, fi uh, get to mm. the finish with a uh, with a quick round of uh, rapid fire, or well, that's uh, do cool. you or do you have another question to uh, to ask before that? Um, I think we're good to go. If if Kata doesn't have anything to add, then we're good to go with the rapid fire, uh, which oh, I will have to visualize because I'm a lazy fuck. Give me a second. <laughs> um, yeah, we haven't done the rapid fire in a while, so. Good questions. Um, yeah. All right, uh, sh should we do alternate? Yeah, let's, let's do it like that. All right, you start. 
Uh, favorite deck shape, like deck or shape? Um, like flat, flat with medium kicks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like specific, and, brand? And, uh, specific brand. Specific uh, brand. Piratenhold. Oh, oh, that's a rare one. You don't hear that one often. No, you don't. Favorite trick in flat. Um, half curve flip. Favorite trick. Oh, in okay. Maybe trick and obstacle. Um, hard flip backside groups. That's Ooh. cool. One. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> it's fun. Favorite tricks like, like <laughs> fuck inertia. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> obstacle. Um, that's a hard one. Uh, let me see. Um, the the bench from from loft. I don't know how, it, how it's called, the, the ledge thing, the one that you oh, always yeah. use. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I don't know cool the right now. That, but that's that. probably the one I would take with me on a deserted island that magically had a wonderfully well-lit fingerboard table. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could live with that. that would be and then supply of FPS tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, probably. And a deck that magically didn't get completely wet and all fucked up by the salt water. Anyway. <laughs> but the salt water is good for the tape. <laughs> yeah, but not for the barracks. <laughs> all right. Uh, Yana, you're up? Uh, yeah, am I? Okay. Uh, yeah. Out outdoor fingerboarding or indoor fingerboarding? Um, indoor for the awesome surface and outdoor for the good footage. Okay, okay. That's a good... Uh, huh? I don't get the, the, the skip next... Skip that one. Skip that one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Concrete or wood? Uh, concrete. Like, okay, okay. Switch or regular? Regular. Hmm. What do you prefer? Um, a flat ground with an obstacle or a park? Mm, that's also a tough one. I would say flat, flat ground with an obstacle. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Flip or kick flip? Heel flip. Yeah. Favorite fingerboarder? <laughs> like in terms of style or like... Yeah, let's who do, do both. Like, who do you like watching the most? Yeah. Who entertains you most watching? Um, I would say, damn, what's his, what's his finger, what's his Instagram? I think like finger snacks or something. I can, I can give you like the, the name after the recording. He's like, okay, okay. Yana will probably manage to link mm -hmm. it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Yana? Yeah. Um, uh, Finger Snacks is actually a teammate of mine, uh, oh, uh, a fellow Five oh, okay. team member. Just wanted to make sure that I didn't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, first contest. We. Uh, yeah, the first event was like the 2006 Stabilo demo, and like after that, probably Fast Fingers something. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Loose or tight trucks? Uh, medium. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, I mean, yeah. 
last trick you learned? Last trick I learned. Or you landed and was proud of or mm. landed it and was proud of was like laser flip yesterday. <laughs> I hate that trick. I never let that. It's awesome when you like land it and like it doesn't look like you just randomly flip your board, but actually yeah. do it on purpose. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. The last trick I learned, um, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> still learning like switch and non legal flips. It's still a work in progress. Aren't we always learning those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one or multiple setups? Uh, usually one. Yeah. A uh, trick you hate the most to do, either to do or to watch? Um, Nolly Inward Heel. I think oh. it's super ugly to watch and like. Yeah. <laughs> like for the, the, the skill you need to do it, it's not nice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> much way more effort than it should for something like that. As a paradox, that's kind of the nolly heel variation that comes easiest to me. Like nolly very heel, I can't do it to save my life. I can do that. anyway. Yeah, for me, it's the other uh, way. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. But I, I don't deal well with inertia. Um, anyway. Um, the next one that's up is plastic or urethane wheels, or another material because they have been, yeah, okay, yeah, let's be inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> There's always resin. Sorry, mm -hmm. Hannah, nylon, <laughs> uh, urethane, nylon. urethane, urethane. Um, specific brand, uh, oak wheels. Yeah, yeah, I figured. Makes sense. Do you like fingerboarding sober or drunk more? <laughs> I'm okay with sober. <laughs> the crazy stuff happens after a few drinks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. More yeah, hyped yeah. about it, for sure. <laughs> um, your sponsors? Um, this is more like an info question. Yeah, pirate modes. That's it. Let's. Oh yeah. Let's. I can't myself. I guess. I'm. I'm <laughs> gonna improvise. Uh, let's flip that. Uh, who do you sponsor, or do you sponsor people? Yeah, I do sponsor people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, actually, I get this question a lot of times because I don't have like a list somewhere where the people are on. Yeah. So uh, on my team are uh, Harry, Ramon, uh, TKY. Uh, Gene Sengers, yeah. Peter Ringel, that's the guys from, from Germany. Then from Austria, it's uh, Lucas Galos. From Brazil, uh, Jada Müller. And then uh -huh. I got a few guys from, from Asia when I did the tour there. Um, oh, cool. Clark Lin from, from Taiwan, he's doing uh, karate fingerboarding. Uh, uh -huh. From the Philippines, uh, Fred Fortuno. And from Indonesia, uh, Sultan Erza, he was in Berlin, like for a uh, Bad Light or something a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Cool. Cool. That's quite cool. a list. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually yeah. got them all, like, on lock. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's not that many people, so. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> I can remember them. 
Um, Favorite Instagram follower? No, wait. No, this question was designed differently. Favorite follower. What would you? What account would you suggest? To follow? Yeah. Yeah. Or whose content do you enjoy the most on Instagram? Um. Right now, it's uh, Valentin's new account, Valentin. Yeah. <laughs> like the videos he's like uploading, it's ridiculous. Like, like the the attention he he puts like to editing the video, like it's just entertainment. Even if it's just one line or one trick, it's pure entertainment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, thirty-two or thirty-four millimeter. Thirty-two. Yes, Gag. Um, favorite overall company, like philosophy-wise or product-wise, something like that. Oak wheels. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's it. Like, yeah, th thank you so much for making time. It was uh, <laughs> awesome having you via this online thing. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It was yeah. quite fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Have a good one and see you probably, hopefully, soon when this is all a bit dialed down. Maybe at Azzy. Hopefully. Yeah. Bye. Hopefully at Azzy. Bye. Hopefully. Yeah, hope so too, yeah. yeah, stay safe, guys. And. Uh, Yes, sure.